Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're pleased to welcome our friend Tyler Drake, who has been analyzing the Cardinals', Cardinals latest loss a bazillion ways to Sunday. He's with AZ Sports 98.7 and also a Cardinals reporter. And Tyler, before we kind of pick this apart, like picking apart the meat that's still left on the turkey bone, the turkey carcass, which I feel like is fitting for the Cardinals. Uh, what are a couple of, of emotions, I would say, that stand out from the Cardinals post-game press conferences? Yeah, yeah, great to be on. Uh, long time no talk. I would say, I mean, emotions I think are, are pretty pretty easy to see. There's visible visible frustration. I think the two guys that I would pinpoint the most was Buda Baker and James Conner. I mean, you could feel the the disappointment. You could feel the you know the almost I, I don't want to say necessarily season kind of dictating loss, but that's at the end of the day, I think that's really what it is. I think the last loss was the same way with against the Niners. So I think it's now kind of Time to look in the mirror. Time to time to figure out what these next five games look like, and and really try to end on a positive note. Because right now there is there is very little to nothing to be positive about this football team right now. Even James Conner's big day not enough for them to get the win. So I think that tells you all you need to know right now with how this Cardinals team is doing. Ultimately, why did they lose on Sunday, Tyler? Uh, well, I think if you want to get back to it, I, I mean the biggest glaring issues for me was the end of the game. You know, they came out hot. They, they ran uh, James Conner wild the, that first half. They seemed to really dictate the game. Second half was a completely different story. It seemed like they were getting in front of themselves again. And then it's, it's got to be the three possessions to end the game, basically. They, they had three three and outs. I think the longest uh, drive was like a minute and 40 seconds or something like that. Nothing that you can't, you're not going to win a game. You're not going to keep a lead if you do that. Right. Their last drive went 31 seconds and they were on their own 10 yard line. They gave them great field position, gave them enough time to go down the field and score. And that's really what it comes down to for me. The offense didn't step up. The defense did everything it could for as long as it could. But with the offense not being able to stay on the field, the defense was gassed into the game happens looked like the Chargers just marched right down and scored, and that was all it was. And if you think about those last three drives, the, one that you high, the ones that you highlighted, even though they did have the ball for the final 15 seconds, not a legit drive, is there anything that stands out? Because uh, Keller seemed frustrated about, well, I don't know, he made some comment about schem- schematics, but he's he's made comments about them not being in, the posi- in position or about just being uh, on the wrong page, having a disconnect. I mean, he's kind of referenced that a bunch during the season where it doesn't seem like they're, they're locked in step. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, the report that came out this morning about how him and Cliff had the two weeks of re- or, or hashing things out and getting on the same page, you know, all of that. So it's definitely an interesting thing. I thought, I thought for the most part, I think they just didn't go with what was working with the ground game. I think you chew up clock if you just hand the ball off. And right. instead, they, 
they just got cute. And I think that was that's that's a lot on Kingsbury. I don't think it's necessarily as much as on the players. Obviously, you still got to execute, but I just don't think they were given the keys to really put that game out of reach because, of, like I said earlier, they made a concerted effort to get James Conner the football early. Mm-hmm. Should have been how they ended the game. It's interesting, too, because if you look at the stats, and I know stats only tell part of the story, but if you look at the stats, uh, they were better than the Chargers in many categories, like conversions on third down, like total yards, like yards per play. I mean, they actually did do a lot of really strong things in this game, including the James Conner 120 yards, maybe his best game uh, with the Cardinals, and yet the frustration and the futility. Tyler Drake is with us from the desert where the Cardinals seemingly cannot win at home. What is going on with that? They're one in six. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that really goes back to last year. It's just, it's, it's baffling to see the, just the disconnect at home compared to away. You know, we've asked the question time and time again, you know, and, and really we don't really get an answer. It's, it's one of those things where we just got to execute. We've got to come out and, and really get on our horse. And I thought they did that actually from uh, compared to their other home losses they actually came out and looked like the better team out the gate but then shot themselves in the foot so the biggest thing is the miscues it's the it's the pre-snap penalties that that i didn't necessarily notice as much this game but previous games for sure that that's a huge one and then just just uh you know defensively stupid uh penalties there uh unnecessary roughness calls things of that nature and at the end of the day just i think just trying to get too cute and, and trying to make things happen when clearly there's a disconnect between uh, somewhere on that team, somewhere on the offense. Yes. I think the defense is overachieving at this point. I, I really think the defense was supposed to be the weak link, was supposed to be the thing that held this team back, and and quite frankly, it's the offense. I think this offense coming into this year was supposed to be a Super Bowl-caliber type offense. You had all of these weapons, and it hasn't panned out. They bring other guys in like Robbie Anderson. They can't get him involved. He's just now – is now positive yardage after having negative yards for the last couple of games. So it's just, it's, it's so, there's just such a disconnect that they've got to really get back to the basics and really figure out what is the real problem. And I don't really know if they have the answer. Mm. Well, it, so that's what I feel like too, even watching from the outside that they're just, they're a bunch of individuals trying to play football on offense, but it, at least from the sidelines to the field, it seems like there's this massive chasm And a lot of what you've mentioned, Tyler, goes back to discipline and it goes back to mental toughness. We know that's been questioned with the Cardinals and specifically specifically with Kyler. So how much of this do you think is falling on the shoulders of Cliff Kingsbury to the point where his job may be in jeopardy? Yeah, I mean, I think think these next five games are going to be big. I think they're really going to be big. Uh, Cliff was asked point blank post-game if, he thought uh, he, if he had any concern about his job security, he said he didn't. Uh, you know, obviously, NFL is a not-for-long league, as uh, Buddha Baker said, if, especially if you're not winning. Hmm. And, and it's a business. Uh, it's a results-driven business. So uh, these next five games are going to be big. If they, don't have a, if they can't have some kind of positive outlook getting through the season, I, I mean, why wouldn't you look at it? And, and I, don't think it stops, I don't think it stops with him. I think you've got to look higher than that because – you got to have the players that are that are going to be available and playing throughout the week. Availability is the biggest thing in NFL, in my opinion. And if you can't be on the field, you're not doing your job, and that means the people in the front office aren't doing their job. So it's an unlucky business with the injury side of things. But you have to have the backup options. You have to have those depth pieces. I think 
they have 77 different players now that have <laughs> that have come in and played with the Farrell Cooper taking the punt return today. So oh my gosh. they just there is so much. There's just been so much, I guess, turnover with players and and everything that it's hard to get in a rhythm. But at the same right. time, you've got to be able to scout and figure out how to get your team in the best spot to win. Mm. Tyler Drake is with AZ Sports. Or not only uh, do see, does some editing, but we love him for his Cardinals reporting and his insights. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so th- this is a game that I think kind of embodies what the Cardinals have been like this season. Uh, really, you have a, you have kind of everything rolled into this game. But thinking back to the beginning of the year, Tyler, what were the expectations for this team? I mean, I'll tell you my expectations. I, I had a legit feeling that they could win double digits again. Double digit wins again. And mm. that was, looking at that now, it's rough. Even though a lot of those games that they've lost outside of the Kansas City game, the Niner game, uh, really came down to one score, like 10-point games. So a couple of, you know, the, like I said, pre-snap penalties, miscues, if they, the, a careless interception or two, you know, if they fix those things, they could be in a completely different spot. But it's it's the discipline side of it that is just, I think, failing them the most right now is that they just can't get out of their own way no matter what they do, no matter what they try, no matter an inspiring speech from Buda Baker on hard knocks. Like, none of that is, is – it just isn't translating on the field. And you can just, like I said, James Conner and Buda Baker, I mean, if the, if the feeling and the emotion of the team is on two people, it's those guys because they, they just ooze, you know, that team dynamic. So – it's it's crazy to see because, like I said, offense should have been a Super Bowl caliber offense. Injuries happen, suspensions happen, whatever. If you have a if you have a, a offensive guru like Cliff Kingsbury, you should have been able to figure it out with Hopkins out. So there's a lot of things that you can obviously go back and look at. But yeah, personally, I thought I thought they were a double digit uh, win team, and I thought the defense was going to be the biggest weak point. But really, they're they're probably the most consistent right now. Uh. They've dropped four of five. They're now sitting at four and uh, four and eight. Excuse me. Um, the The division itself is still so jumbled up, and the NFC is it's not a great conference. It's a little top heavy, but pretty much everybody else is still alive. Um, and I know this is a completely different division than it was last year. But I'm wondering if there's any path. If you think about their schedule, what they've got coming up, uh, they do have. Uh, you know they have a, they have a game on the road in Denver. That's one against a team that's abysmal. So maybe there's a bright light <laughs> there. But they have two of these four remaining games, or I guess there's five remaining games. They have a bunch of them, two that are home. Except that that's not even a a consolation for it, the Cardinals because they stink at home. I'm trying to find like some way that there's a light here for these last few games that you've mentioned. But gosh, if they keep playing like this, it doesn't feel like there is. Yeah, it's just there's just no connection. There's no complimentary football being played. There's just everything seems like it's it's not connecting to one. It's it just nothing's connected, plain and simple. And mm. and yeah, you know it's going to be hard for them, I think, to to really get over the hump of these last two losses, especially this one. I mean, that's that's a heartbreaker, plain and simple. But for them to score on the on the two point conversion, that I mean, shows you Staley's you know gutsy calls, and then you, mm. and it's just it, it's a definite, definite, definite dagger in, into any of the hope that they had to really turn this thing around, it's going to be tough. I think it's very possible that they might not win another game. And that's that's crazy for me to, to think about, say, but I just... Oh, come on. They're definitely going to be Denver. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know. I ha- you know, they're at the point right now where it's like the teams that they should beat are... Th- 
it's 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 almost like they'll go and beat the the Bucks instead of the instead of the Broncos. Oh. That's like that's kind of how I feel this season's going right yeah. now. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> that's crazy, right? Um, the the, <laughs> the two-point conversion in those final 15 seconds, weirdly enough, uh, it's it happened twice on Sunday that teams went for it and won that way. What was your reaction when you were seeing it play out? Uh, so we had actually uh, somebody behind me, a uh, buddy named Jess Root, was actually talking about, uh, he's like, hey, you know, if they make this, they're going to go for two. And I, I kind of looked at him and said, <laughs> did you just really put that into existence? And, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I didn't say they're going to get it, but they're going to go for it. And then and I just hear him under his breath go, Oh no, they're actually going for it. Oh my and so that was the, that was pretty funny, but I mean, it was a gutsy call. And, and I think with how the game was going, I think Staley realized like, you know, the game could really go either way if they have to, for, if they go into overtime. So, I mean, why not, why not go for it? I think their season was, very much on the line right there if they if they couldn't figure it out because the AFC is so stacked, especially that division. So I think that was a really, you know, season on the line. We need it. And it was one of the easier two-point conversions I think I've seen. Are fans still in on this team or still following or have they just kind of broken legs jumping off the bandwagon? Uh, it's uh... – one of my colleagues was uh, was on the field, and, and they were up 10-7. They didn't pick up the fourth and inches and decided to throw the ball instead of run the rock like they had all game and were mm-hmm. effective with it. And uh, he heard a lot of fire cliff, even though they were <gasps> up by three. Wow. So that kind of tells you right there. He told me that after the game. I was pretty shocked. I mean, they were playing really good. That was about the first mess up outside of Connor's fumble. But, uh, yeah, they, he was like, yep, that was the first time I've ever heard somebody say fire the coach when they're winning a game. So, I think that right there kind of tells you where the fan base is at. I think it's just, it's like I said, results. They're not getting results. Uh, they, they are not really getting answers as to why they're not getting results. And they, I think they just expected better. I mean, Cliff sure. has progressed every year, has won, has, has improved his record every year, and this year he's not playing and simple. There is no improvement going on. Kyler Murray's regressed. So now it's where do we go from here? That's really what it comes down to. Could it be about their relationship? Because they keep answering questions about it. Kyler keeps saying they're fine, but well, and Cliff keeps calling it a Gen Z thing. But I, I mean, there <laughs> obviously is something going on there. Yeah, you got it. And, and you know, I think for the most part, it's a lot of it, it. I think losing has a big part of it. I think losing has a big part of it when it sure. comes to Kyler because. Kyler's attitude when he's losing is clearly different from winning. I think anybody can say that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, but you can tell that these. I feel like these reports or these or these kind of indifferences that are coming out happen after a couple losses or something like that. Where I obviously you know there's there's issues on getting things right, plain and simple. But I don't think it's to the point where. It's like, hey, you better do your job or you're out of here kind of thing. I think it's more so like, hey, I want to get this right. You want to get this right. We're passionate. Let's do it. That's what we've kind of been heard, that, or that's what we've been told by both of them. So, I mean, obviously, the, you're, you're going to start poking at, the, poking at the holes in the armor when it's getting to this point. Sure. And that's obviously a topic for sure because, obviously, offensive guru, number one pick, they should be working I mean, he should still be on that up-and-up progression, and he's clearly not. He's taken a step back. The injuries haven't helped any. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's something that we'll have to watch the next couple of weeks. Uh, the sideline exchanges are, 
obviously being viral about every week. I don't think I've seen any this week, so uh, <laughs> at least that's a positive, I guess. Yes, there's uh, one good thing. Losing definitely either uh, highlights your leadership or exposes your lack of leadership. Yes. And right now it doesn't feel as though there's a, a strong leader who is able to get them moving in the right direction. They've got some strong personalities. They've got some leaders. They've got some guys who will speak up, but right now they need someone to drag them in the other direction, and that's just not happening. So it's it's definitely frustrating, and you can hear all about it on the AZ Cards Corner. That's the podcast co-hosted by Tyler Drake. He's also Cardinals Insider with AZ Sports and 98.7 in the desert, and well, I hope the next time we speak, it's it's more pleasant. Maybe around the holidays when there's cheer, Tyler. We're already in the holidays. Well, it's true. I guess closer to Christmas. But you're right. It's coming quickly. The Cardinals better turn things around. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes after a long day. I appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 